Hi friends, this is episode 4 of Jennifer's Story. If you haven't listened to the first three episodes, go listen to them and then come back here for this one. But at the end of the last episode, Jennifer had found out that her father had just died under some very shady circumstances. I felt bad about the whole situation because it just doesn't add up. He, his truck was packed. The officer told me his truck, his truck, my dad's truck, was packed with all of his belongings. It looked like he was leaving to go back to Canada. So if it looks like he was leaving to go back to Canada, why would he kill himself? He was looking for a better life. So why is the, you know, the boyfriend there who works in the military, you know, there at this house? This is all not adding up to me, you know? And there's nothing, you know, I don't think, I'm not blaming the police, but I don't think they give a shit. Another brown person died who gives a shit. And that's where we'll pick up this episode. Episode four of Jennifer's story, the marriage and the first cracks. Even though Jennifer did not get the closure she needed or wanted with regards to her relationship with her father and his suspicious death, she is now 18. She is now an adult and she needs to move on with her adult life. Yeah, there there wasn't any closure. We had to leave New Jersey um, and we had to get back to our lives. And... I figured maybe when my brother got older, he may want to do this on his own, you know? Um, But I just, I had tapped out. Like I had tapped out. I didn't want to, I didn't want to force anything. I didn't want to look into anything. I just wanted to go back to my life, you know? He's not alive anymore. It's time to move on. And I went to, I went to college for a year. um, And then I went to university. Uh, I went to York University. Uh, I majored in philosophy. And at this time, I was working at the bank. So I worked for TD, TD Canada Trust. TD is now over here. And then um, when I graduated from university, I landed a job with the Canadian government. So I'm a federal employee. um, And I work for immigration. Life is, is a lot better now. Um, I'm still living at home with my mom and I'm going to work full time. Um, and then like I'm, I'm having fun with my friends, partying on the weekends. And this is where I meet my husband. So uh, Toronto has the, the, their West Indian community. Everybody kind of knows everybody. There's, there's parties every weekend. There's nightlife. And I meet him at, at a party. And I mean, I, 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 we have mutual friends, so I've seen him before. He's tried talking to me a couple of times. I just keep ignoring him. He doesn't get the hint. He must have approached me five times before I actually decided, you know what, I'm just going to give him my BBM pin just to get him off my back. <laughs> like, because he just would not understand, no. You know, he wouldn't understand that. And this is probably a sign that I, a red flag I should have picked up on. But I was just like, okay, this guy's persistent, whatever. I'll just give him my BBM pin and then just let it fade because we have mutual friends, right? So I was just trying to be polite. 
So I gave him my my BBM pin, and I'm in my mind. I'm just like, I'm gonna let this fade. I have no attraction to this person. I don't like really like him, but I'm doing this out of being polite because we have mutual friends, right? And in my mind, I'm worried about he's gonna tell his friends and everybody we know that I'm I'm a bitch, right? So I was just like, to avoid me being a bitch, I'm just going to give him my pin and just let this fade nicely. It's kind of funny, isn't it? Life is this wild combination of small seemingly insignificant decisions that we make daily like here jennifer casually giving her number away to this guy and then surprise these tiny choices turn around and rewrite our entire story it's like throwing a pebble into a pond and watching it ripple into a tidal wave changing our lives in ways we could never have imagined Um, so I'm 28 at this time and I had just, so in 2010, a year before I ha was in a six year relationship, my first ever relationship with somebody. Um, I took, and then I broke up with him and I took a year to myself to recover and to find myself and to, to be out of relationship mode. And I'm just, I'm ready now to, to bring somebody new in my life. Um, I was talking to somebody before and I just started talking to to my husband at this point. And um, he seems like a really nice person. So we start talking through BBM pin. Um, he messages me and I respond. And then I find out, you know, he grew, he grew up in New Jersey. And I was very intrigued by that because like I also grew up in New Jersey. Um, he went to York University. I also went to York University. You know, um, when he was younger, he worked for the bank. He worked for Commerce Bank. And then um, he he went to Kenya. And this was this was for me the the what what drew me in. He had went to Kenya to help get sustainable clean water and build a school in Kenya. For yeah, and you know this is not. In West Indian community, this is not something most people, and I mean, there's, this is not something most people do, period, right? So I just thought he was like a really nice person. And even though I wasn't really attracted to him, he was very intriguing. He was very charming. And I, I decided to not look at just the superficial part of him. I thought there was a lot more to him. And so we started dating. Um, and I didn't take, so, we started going out, but as friends, you know, and then it took, a, it, I, we went out maybe three or four times before he told me, you know, I'm starting to really have feelings for you. You know, what are your thoughts? And I was like, yeah, no, it's not happening. I don't, I don't feel the same way. And usually when I do that, the guy responds and it's aggress aggression is what I get. Oh, you're such a tease. Oh, you, you led me on. Oh, like blame everything on me. Right. But he wasn't like this. He was like, okay, well, if that's how you feel. I understand. And it, to me, it had taken me aback because, you know, no guy has ever really responded to me like that. And I thought it was going to blow up and he was just going to walk away. And I was, I was fine with that. But he didn't do that. And like I had spoken to our mutual friends and they're like, you know, he's a really good guy. And if you really like him and, and there's that spark, give him a chance. You know, like, why don't you just give him a chance and see where it goes? And so, you know, I ended up doing that. I, I decided to give him a chance. And so... You know, he was, you know, he became everything that I I wanted. Like, 
I and this is another thing now that I know, but you don't tell a guy what you're looking for, who you, like the type of guy you want, because then they start to be that person, you know. And and that's what he became. He became that. He never really had a serious relationship before me. Uh, you know, he never introduced any of his relationships to his friends or to his family. I was the first person he he did that with, and so that also made me feel very special too, right? Like I I was higher up there, right? And um, we dated. I want to say for a year before we moved in in together. Uh, it was always my belief that I needed to move into with somebody to see who they were before actually getting married. So we lived with each other for two years before actually getting married. We got married in 2014. Then we started trying to have kids, like right after marriage. He was really big on being, he wanted to be a father. He wanted to start the process right away. I mean, I wasn't in no rush. Um, I know people say your clock is ticking. Well, I just wasn't in a rush. I wanted to kind of be happy in just the marriage and just, you know, experiencing that part of it. But he was very like, no, we need to get a baby. We need to have a child, blah, 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 blah. So we, I get pregnant and it was in the last trimester. We had a big blowout fight and the fight was really big for me. I don't remember about what it was. I can't recall, but I can recall feeling I need to get out of this marriage. I needed to leave him. The things were not good. He just snaps for random things. And so, I mean, he would always apologize and, you know, you know, make it like it was just a one-off thing, you know? And you become so deep. I'm already living with him. You know, I'm, I'm thinking he is still a nice guy. This is just a one-off case. It's okay. You know, well, it's fine, right? Um, sometimes he would, get, he would get into a fight. So when we were living together, he would punch the walls. And I would get really scared, you know? Um, but he would always apologize. And, and I would never do this again. I didn't mean to, blah, 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 blah. And again, like, you just want... To believe them. So before even getting married or even having their first child, this man was showing a lot of aggressivity and signs and behaviors that Jennifer's father had shown during her childhood. And Jennifer hated that in her father, that behavior. So you would think she would see those red flags and leave that man right away, before the marriage, before the kids. But as humans, that's not how we work. A lot of times, we're attracted to people or situations that caused us horrible damage and trauma to us in the past. And I always found that fascinating. But Jennifer had a very good explanation for that behavior. I thought her explanation was very interesting. Maybe, just maybe, we're attracted to that negativity because it reminds us of our past, because we're familiar with that negativity. I guess there's some familiarity. Like it sounds weird. It sounds, it's a familiar, like you're familiar with this. You know, you're used to this. You're, you're, um, like it's, it's, I don't want to say it's home. It sounds bad saying that. But yeah, like it's, you're used to it. So it's not as bad as a third person who has no experience with this, you know? 
So, when things start going south in her marriage, Jennifer finds herself in a lot of the same negative environment as the one she grew up in. And maybe because of that familiarity that Jennifer is experiencing and that she's referring to, she thinks her and her marriage can survive the behavior of her husband. And that's where we'll pick up the next episode tomorrow. This was American Divorce Stories. The show is created by Annabel Martinez Vega and Walid Al Jabari. The show is produced by Annabel Martinez Vega, Caitlin Alexander Levitt, Elizabeth Jenkins, and Walid Al Jabari. If you enjoy this show, please share with your friends, rate, and leave us a review on your favorite podcast app. If you'd like to contact us with your story, our email is contact at americandivorcestories.com. Our website is americandivorcestories.com.